0: He escaped Cuba for Canada. He was living the dream most Cubans would like, but then he met Jesus and he felt this deep calling to go back to his home and preach the gospel. Why would anyone give up their comfort for Christ? That's Pastor Dioban sharing how the gift of eternal life was greater than the comfort he had while living in Canada. How did he come to know the Lord? Well, in that northern country, he overheard two men talking over coffee about Christ. He was intrigued by their conversation. They invited him to join them. They had many discussions, shared the good news with him. Through their faithful witness, this man became a Christian, and it wasn't too long later he felt a call to go home and share his Lord with Cuba. Christians are called to long for a better country, so we sojourn and endure in this life, knowing Jesus is preparing our eternal home. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're starting a series today, A New Week Together called Together for Cuba. And joining us all week is the speaker of our Spanish language program into Cuba and other Spanish-speaking stations around the world. It's called El Fado de Redención. Dan Warren, welcome back with me here into the studio. Thanks, Charles. It's always great to be here with you. And I should say for any first timers listening to this who only speak English, what does El Faro de Redención mean? How'd we get that title for a program? Well,
1: El Faro de Redención, keeping with Haven's nautical theme is
0: Redemption Lighthouse in English. Mm. Dan, we just heard an excerpt from Pastor Diubon. He was living in Canada but then was called by the Lord to return to his home country, and he's ministering to a church in Cuba. Do you mind translating a little bit of what we just heard for
1: us? Sure. What Pastor Diubon really learned was that once he became a Christian and was following Jesus, he felt called to go back to his country, even though he thought he had received the greatest gift a Cuban could receive, which is uh, getting out. That tends to be what they long for, but he longed to go back and minister. So. He said, the most important thing is the gift of eternal life. Never did I receive such a gift as this. All of the things that satisfied me ended in death. In Christ, I found that even after death, I had true satisfaction and joy. This is what had most impacted
0: me. And to this day, I walk with the Lord. Mm. Praise God. I look forward to meeting him. I've never met him, but I hope to on our next trip into Cuba. Mm -hmm. So, Dan... You're with me all week. You're going to help me preach in a minute. We should let everybody know that El Fado is an original program. It's not just translating what I say in English into Spanish. It's better
1: than that. Well, it definitely is original and written in Spanish. Uh, We've been broadcasting into Cuba for well over four years now. And Mm -hmm. El Faro is something completely different than Haven because we're sharing on-the-ground Cuban stories from local Christians throughout all of Cuba, uh, the Caribbean, and even the far reaches of the world. And that's what El Faro de Redención really does. We've created this space uh, to share the voice of the Cuban church with Cuba and the world. And we're doing that every day
0: through the support of Haven Today listeners. Well, and I should add that this week, we're asking our English listeners to partner with us, partner with Fado, to help encourage and equip the Cuban church so they can be even more effective in a country that's often religiously restrictive, lacking resources. We talked about that. And even tempted by cults. We'll talk about Santeria later this week. But right now, there is this revival taking place still on the island, the greatest revival in the Western Hemisphere. So my question for you is this. Will you help? Will you partner with us? Will you be part of what the Lord is doing through this broadcast into Cuba? El Fado needs to raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting all across Cuba and well beyond through the end of this year. It is not inexpensive. The radio signal, the tower we use to reach Cuba is on another Caribbean island. Takes a lot of electricity for five hundred thousand watts every night. So whether you can send a dollar, a hundred dollars, somebody even recently sent us ten thousand dollars, you can help us reach eleven and a half million Cubans with the good news of Jesus Christ. We're ministering to the church, but we're starting by ministering grace one to one. You will be partnering with us to make an impact in Cuba. And the rest of the Spanish-speaking world. So, call us after the program. Make your gift, eight hundred sixty-five Haven, eight hundred sixty-five Haven, or online at HavenToday.org. HavenToday.org. And if you were with us last week and didn't do it, but wanted to get a copy of "Reading the Bible through Jesus' Lens," we still have that book. You can read about it online, or mention it when you call. And now I'd like us to be joined by Pat Barrett. You're going to get to hear Pat's song, Build My Life. Here it is in English and a little bit of it in Spanish.
2: Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. All we live for you Cristo Jesús no hay otro nombre igual Jesus the only one who could ever save Digno de entregarte mi corazón Vivo por ti Vivo por ti no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me Cristo Jesús no hay otro nombre igual Cristo, no hay nadie más que pueda salvar. Tengo de entregarte en mi corazón. Vivo por ti. Vivo por ti. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you.
0: Nosotros, los cristianos, debemos en cada uno de nuestros trabajos, de nuestros centros de estudio, en los lugares donde Dios nos ha puesto, tenemos que mantener una identidad en Cristo. Another mantener story una, from a Christian serving nosotros. their Lord Jesus Christ in Cuba. His name is Santiago. Dan Warren, with me here, speaker of our Spanish language program El Fado Redencion. Dan, share with us what Santiago said and a little bit about his and his wife's story. Sure, Charles. This is the story of Santiago and his wife who work at a
1: print shop in a Cuban town where there's a university nearby. And they've really learned uh, both how to be content where God's placed them and also how to be a light in their community. Uh, Santiago was sharing with us that as Christians, whether at work or school, wherever God places us, we must remain true to our identity in Christ. He said, the Lord has revealed to us in his word that we are the light of the
0: world, the salt, the important work Mm. of the spirit through his church. Sounds all pretty biblical to me. What a Mm -hmm. great message Mm -hmm. to be sharing for he and his wife to be doing there in Cuba today. Well, I think it would be good to start off by talking about the different cultures that are in North America and the culture that's in Cuba. Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think we could even say that both, even for Christians, have a little different form of good news. Uh, North America is about comfort, materialism, even prosperity, even though we may not feel like we're prosperous. Cuba does not have comfort, but they would like comfort, and they'd like to just get out and escape. I think that's right. I think both cultures have a,
1: we could call it a cultural gospel or maybe a false gospel, something that offers good news, but really isn't the good news of Jesus.
0: And even, I think, Dan, sometimes... Christians are guilty. I know I am of buying into mm. a non-Christian mm-hmm. culture where I live. W- wouldn't you say the same's the case
1: for Cuba too? Oh, absolutely. No, I think that's that's a it's a it's a universal problem.
0: Mm. Uh, let me think of an illustration. Let me take ketchup. The largest supermarket near me has probably five brands of ketchup, but I want my brand of ketchup, and. I can go in there and they're always going to have ketchup, but once in a great while, I've noticed they're out of my brand of ketchup. (laughs) Well, that's very irritating. But you look at Cuba and they wouldn't have any ketchup perhaps on the shelf to buy and to eat. But it gets worse than that, doesn't it? It's, it's more than ketchup in Cuba, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It's more than ketchup. I mean,
1: we're so blessed with an abundance, we could pick three or four brands of anything we like to eat. And that's just not the case in Cuba. Cuban Afa doesn't even have uh, just basic staples uh, to be able to purchase and, and put on the table. If for North America, the good news is wealth and comfort, maybe ease, prosperity. In Cuba, uh, things are so bad that people just want to get out. Uh, that's, that's the good news, according to Cuban culture, that we might talk about in a minute. Uh, the Cubans really want to get away from blackouts and scarcity of food and transportation shortages. Uh, everything is so difficult right now uh, that they just want to leave. And, and who could blame them? But that doesn't ever solve the ultimate need that we have. And, and that's
0: what we like to talk about for a little bit. And that's our true needs that we have living anywhere outside of Cuba in most mm-hmm. of the West, mm-hmm. but also in Cuba as well. I've been living in Philippians this summer, and I can't help but think of Philippians 4. And that fits into this different culture, the the culture you and I live in where we have, uh, the culture in Cuba where you have not. And it's the Apostle Paul, as he was wrapping up his letter to the Philippians, that said, I know how to be brought low, Mm. and I know how to abound. Mm -hmm. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need, and then I'll save the best for last. But Mm. there it is. He was living in the same two worlds. It was like he was living in North America, but some of the time he was living in Cuba. Mm. And he's learned this contentedness. And that's back to our true needs and where our true needs are resolved. Absolutely. So, Dan, I think we better get started with our mini-sermon on the program today. You up for point
1: one? Absolutely. Uh, We were talking about uh, maybe what is the good news according to the culture. Uh, So I just wanted to speak to that uh, from a Cuban standpoint. I'm not Cuban, but I... Have learned a lot working with El Fado and sharing uh, these Cuban testimonies and speaking with Cubans, doing ministry in country in Cuba. You know what? What comes to mind is something that a seminary professor once told me about. Uh, what is the good news according to Cuban culture? He said it's the gospel of emigration, the gospel of getting out. Uh, there's mm. this this longing mm. and desire to just leave. Of course, people hope things would change, but as many know the exodus is happening right now from Cuba is at a height that historically uh, it's, been a, it's been a high moment for emigration from Cuba. And, and who could blame anyone for wanting that? But the problem is it, it doesn't solve the ultimate need that we have as sinners who need a savior. So what my friend who's a professor at this seminary shared with me is when he shares the gospel with his countrymen in Cuba, he likes to highlight the gospel of a better kingdom, the gospel of citizenship, Like we read in Hebrews 12, we have been given a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's the hope of the gospel. You know, living in Cuba, you could feel like the country is just going to shake into oblivion. But when you become a Christian, you're welcomed into a kingdom. That cannot be shaken. I think, too, of what Paul says in Colossians 1, he says, We have been transferred or translated, the old King James says, we've been delivered and rescued out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption. That's our namesake, redemption lighthouse, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, coming into the better kingdom of King Jesus. Now, that's true good news. That's better mm-hmm. than the gospel mm-hmm. of
0: emigration. Mm-hmm. And that certainly speaks to the light that Santiago was sharing with us a minute ago Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that we played an excerpt from. Well, okay, point one. I'm up for point two. I want to return to Philippians 4, that final chapter where Paul wrote a letter from prison. Uh, A little while ago, I shared how no matter his circumstances, uh, he has learned to be content. But Philippians 4.13, the very next line is is one of the most famous verses that most of us has ministered. It has been translated into English. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens Mm me. mm -hmm. It's sometimes translated through him who strengthens me. And literally in the Greek, it means one. But I'll make that one a capital one. It can mean Christ. Hmm. It can also mean Holy Spirit. I can do all things through him, Christ, Spirit, who strengthens me. And one other thing, too, that I think I ought to mention in our little mini sermon on my point two here is I can do is not an action verb here. It sounds like it's an action verb in English. It's not in the Greek. It's more an accomplishment. It's more of a preparation. It's more of... I've had this laid out in front of me, and it's not like catching the touchdown pass and taking the credit yourself. It's the running of the race, as Paul explained to us. I can do all of the things that are set before me to do that God gives me to do because of this strength that has been given to me. Hmm. That's what American and Canadian Christians and Christians in the West need to hear and understand, and it's also very important for Cuban Christians to understand today. Well, Dan, that's my point two. Thank you so much for point one on our mini-sermon on this program called Together for Cuba. No, no. Gracias a ti, Carlos. <laughs> They live around Nashville, That's Selah, wonderful, merciful Savior. You're on this Haven Today together for Cuba. Well, Dan, Warren, it's been great hanging out with you here on the program this Monday. Carlos, it's always wonderful hanging out with you here talking about <laughs> Cuba
1: and El Faro. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, and Danielle, which is your name in Spanish. I want to encourage everyone to listen to our special series of programs this week. We'll be sharing more stories, testimonies straight out of Cuba. Things are not great in that country right now. Right, Dan? Sadly, you're
1: right. Uh, Cubans face food shortages, power grid blackouts, uh, strong government regulations, uh, many experience unimaginable hardships that we we just don't face in North America. Uh, Many of us can't relate to the daily difficulties the average Cuban faces every day. But I think we can understand this longing for uncontrollable circumstances to be made right. Uh, Cubans are yearning for hope, and that's why I'm so thankful to be a part of Haven's broadcast, El Faro de Redención, sharing the hope of Christ every night by radio throughout all of Cuba. God has used the support of many, many people to bring these vital messages of hope through Christ to the busy city of Havana, to the Cuban countryside, hard to reach small villages in an island that's still very much a culture that uh, listens to radio and a culture that needs Jesus. Mm.
0: So, thanks, Danielle. Will you participate in what the Lord is doing in Cuba through Haven's Crucial Spanish Ministry? We need to raise $50,000 to cover the cost of broadcasting to all of Cuba through the end of this year. You can send $5, 500 5000 but whatever the Lord prompts you to send will make an internal impact in Cuba and even other places where we reach the Spanish speaking world. So why don't you call us right now? Make your gift at 800 65 Haven. Just say you want to give to Cuba. 865 Haven. Or do it online at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And if you wanted to get a copy of Reading the Bible Through the Jesus' Lens, we still have that book. You can read about it online or mention it when you call. I'm Charles Morris with my brother in Christ, Dan Warren. Won't you come back again and join us tomorrow as we share together, talk about Cuba, preach God's Word together, and we'll do it all in light of the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's word. Did you ever have to do a trust fall? Maybe it was at school or a summer camp, there you stood, your back to your classmates or cabin mates and your job was a simple one. Fall straight backwards. Straightforward, yet terrifying. How did you know they would catch you? You had to trust them, and soon you found out whether they were faithful friends or not. But there's one who is always faithful and always catch us, the Lord our God. David knew that, which is why he wrote these words, for your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. We are hot and cold. Sometimes faithful, sometimes not. But the good news is our Redeemer never wavers. Get Anchor devotional in print monthly. Visit getanchor.com.